Well, first and foremost, Courtney, thank you for sharing your story. My dad actually first uh, told me about you and what God is doing in your life. And I just think it's, it's such a great reminder for those of you that are in the next generation and parents of kids, um, you're not too young to start being used by God to make a difference in this world. And I love that, how this person in high school is bringing their family and friends and parents, all of them to the Lord. And I think that's such an important thing. And I also want to just encourage moms and dads. I know there's so many things competing for your child's life life and, and their time and their energies, but is there anything more important than their faith, their relationship with God? And, and so I just want to encourage you, make sure you guys are a part of student ministries. It's such an important time, such a formal time in a, in a student's life. And do whatever it takes. Bribe them. It's okay to do that, by the way, okay? Whatever it takes. get there. Because I don't think there's going to be anything that's going to have a bigger impact, not even their education, not sports, than their relationship with God. And there's an incredible community of students and mentors that are pouring in and shaping their spirit and their soul. And you don't want to miss that. I'll be there with my son uh, Wednesday night too. I just want to encourage you guys all uh, to be there. So, hey, with that being said, um, I want to, as always, just welcome all of you. It's so good to, to see you. And as always, I want to welcome our Boynton campus and our church at home family. Uh, we are one church meeting in multiple locations. And I hope that for those of you that have been here in this series, this has been helpful. Because what we've been diving into this series is a really big, impactful topic and understanding. And what we've been looking at is trying to understand why are you here? Like, what is the purpose of your existence? See, at every moment, in some point in someone's life, we kind of begin to wonder, like, do I matter? Especially in a world, right, with, with, with that is a universe that is so big. And so many people with seemingly so many different and even better gifts than ourselves. It is so easy to walk through this life and maybe even believe the lie that we don't matter, that we're insignificant, that nothing I do can really change or make an impact. And what you discovered is, is that when people don't understand their purpose, it impacts everything in their life. I mean, they've done study after study to show that especially if a student begins to understand that they matter, that, that they were created on purpose and for a purpose, and they live for a life, something bigger than themselves, it helps their grade point average. It helps them overcome any obstacles in their lives. As, as people grow up, it helps them become uh, better at work, more successful. It helps with joy and peace and so many things because there's something in all of us that we need to know that what we do matters, that who we are matters. And when we get this right, it, it alters everything else we do in our life. And the good news is, is that you really do matter. The good news is, is that you actually are created in the image of God and God loves you. He knows the hairs on your head. He has a future for you and every one of you matter to God. And so in this series, what we've been doing is going, well, how can we help you understand and step into both enjoying and experiencing the purposes of which you were created? And so the first two weeks, we started out by looking at these two things that God created to do inside of you and the reason he created you. And the first thing we looked at was this, is that you were created, and this is the primary purpose, by the way, for your existence, to love God and be loved by God. That just like um, every one of you that chose to have children, you didn't have children 
or create beings in your image to do the lawn. You didn't create children in your image to do the dishes. You created children in your image because you wanted to love them, and what you want more than anything else is their love. The second thing we looked at as your purpose is to be transformed to become like Jesus, that God in his love is a father, and he loves us in all of our brokenness, but he also wants to help us overcome these things and literally be transformed into the image of his son to, to reflect the glory of God. How awesome is it that we have a father that loves us broken, but loves us too much to leave us broken and provided his spirit and his church and his grace and, and his word to take us on a journey to transform us and who we are. And over the last two weeks, if you missed that, you got to go back because these are like foundational reasons why and what God wants to do in you and through you. But today what I want to do is we're going to shift a little bit and we're going to move from this idea of our purpose is just going, love God, be transformed, to actually deal with some of the purposes you were created to accomplish things. In other words, you weren't just created to exist and love God, that God actually created you to do some really awesome things. Some of the type A's in here are excited, right? You get like, oh, finally get to do stuff, right? Because here's what's so cool. This is, is that God, you're going to learn, created you to accomplish something so special, something so amazing that you from the beginning of time, we're going to look at this, that mankind was always created to fulfill this purpose, to accomplish this goal, and that God wants to partner and reward and help you do something incredible and meaningful and eternal with every one of your lives. And we are going to walk through what that is. Because what you're going to discover is, is that God has a purpose for your life. He has something he values above all else for you to accomplish and for you to do. And this is kind of the purpose why. Maybe not why you exist forever, but at least why it is or what you are exist to do here on earth. And here is what God has created you to do. The final, or not the final, but one of the biggest purposes of your existence. Here it is. Ready? God created you. You were created to bring God's kingdom to earth. In other words, when it comes to your purpose, when it comes to what you do, that God actually called you to take his kingdom and actually bring it to his, if you will, earth. Now, what is a kingdom? Okay, what is a kingdom? Well, we live in a democracy, sort of, right? Um, where, where it's supposed to be that the people come together and we all vote and we all decide what we want and then we get leaders that are supposed to represent us. That's a democracy where the masses make the decision. That's not a kingdom though. See, in a kingdom, the king, the queen, whoever is on top makes all the rules, right? So when we're supposed to bring the kingdom of God to earth, all that really is, a, is God's way of saying that he wants to have his rule, his will be done on earth. In fact, remember when Jesus taught us to pray? For those who are new in your faith, people ask, Jesus, how should we pray? Notice what Jesus tells us to pray and notice the focus is connected to your purpose. Here's what Jesus says. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. This is power. Like, hey, we're supposed to make God's name great. Notice this. Your kingdom come, which means what? Your will be done, where? On earth as it is in heaven. See, in heaven, we understand that God's will is done. God's values are everyone's values. What the, the way the culture is in heaven is the way God has designed to create the culture to be. He is the one running and ruling all of the creations in the heavenly realms, which is why it's so amazing. Now on earth, we've rejected that. 
In fact, even our own nation, we don't even, you're not even allowed to pray to God in school. They had to go to the Supreme Court to even get rules to even pray to God before a football game. So in our world, we've kind of said, God, no, 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 no. You're not gonna rule and reign us. We're gonna rule and reign ourselves. We're gonna separate kind of you to maybe Sunday mornings if we want, but you're not really gonna rule and reign our life and what's happened in the world. It's been broken, it's messed up. Look around us of what has happened because we've rejected the rule and the reign of God. And so what Jesus is saying is, hey, your purpose and what your prayer needs to be is, what we want is to see God's values, God's will, just like it's in heaven, heaven, we're supposed to bring that to this earth. So when God loves justice and mercy, we need to bring justice and mercy. When God is a God that does not lie, his integrity, we need to bring that integrity. When, when God uh, shows kindness to people and gives grace, to, we need to give that kind of grace. When, when God walks in purity, we need to walk in purity. In other words, our heart is to take God's will. Let's see this. He, we want to take God's will, God's desires, God's values, and our role as God's creation is to bring those values from heaven actually to this earth. Listen to this. This is why you were created. In fact, I want to go back. We're going to listen to this. We're going to take this deep. We're going to go all the way back to the beginning of creation, like in, all the way back to Adam and Eve. And I want you to see how all the way at all time, God's original plan for you and your life has always been to take his values, his kingdom, his family, and begin to build it on this earth. In fact, let's go back to the beginning. And I want you to see what God says to Adam and Eve. Here's what he says. All right. This thing is acting up today. So God created human beings in his own image. Remember, like a father and a mother create, right? Once again, a child. So God created you, human beings, in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Evidently, God was not aware of the other 400 genders. Sorry, we have to tell him later about those things, right? It's crazy. Sorry, that was, should have said that. We keep going. Here we go. Next verse. Let's not get distracted, right? So we don't clap. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Here we go. Focus. Bring it back in. Bring it back in. Bring it back in. I'm going to get in trouble. Here we go. So listen to this. So God says, I created man and woman in my image. Okay. I created them to kind of be this version of me. Now listen to this. I want you to hear this. This is important. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Amen. Fill the earth, notice that first command. So I want you to populate the earth with more human beings created in my image. You process that. So God's saying, I want you to build my family. I want you to create more human beings that also are in my image. And I want you to fill the entire earth with people created in my image, right? That's a command. And then I want you to look at this word. And then I want you to, what's that word? Govern it. And what's this word? Reign over it. In other words, I want you to see this because this is so important. Because so often what happens, we, we look at creation. If you ever look at drawings, you kind of see like Adam and Eve and they're sitting there like under a tree, naked, eating fruit, which is great. I have no problem with that. But, but, but we have this idea that we just were created to kind of like just exist in the garden and go swimming and relax and, and all that. No, that's what the Sabbath was for. What is the command that God gives Adam and Eve? Hey, go fill the earth. Go create more mini-me's. Go ahead and build people in my image. Then I want you to do this. I want you to rule over it, govern it, reign it. Go build it. Go build cities and, and go build kingdoms and, and go ahead and bring my values all across this earth. I want you to populate, rule, and reign and build some awesome things on this world. 
This is powerful. Why? Because what God's saying is, I'm not going to build the city. You're going to build the city. I'm not going to populate the earth. I'm going to empower you to populate the earth. I'm going to give you the wisdom that I'm going to challenge you to rule. And so when you look at the original design, what do you see? Is that God's heart from the beginning is, is that he literally built earth. So he built a whole physical universe, which we have discovered. And in this whole physical universe, we built this thing called this earth would be this dwelling place for God and the creation in his image where he would work together and empower them to create this dwelling place and build some amazing things on this earth. I want you to see this. This is so important. Understand this. When you look at the beginning, you originally created to rule God's kingdom on earth with God. It was never just about like, you know, sitting around under a tree, doing nothing, floating on harps, you know, on clouds and harps. You, you were created to build something. Type A's are like, yes, that's why. This is why there's something in you that just goes, I want to make it better. I want to build this. I want to solve this. Because in your DNA, part of the purpose that God created you is he wants to use you to bring his kingdom to this earth. He built this earth, this physical realm, not just the spiritual realm, heaven, and he built this physical realm for you and his family to rule and reign together with his heavenly family. And we need to go back to understand this. You, you need to understand why humanity was actually created in the first place so you just step into your purpose. Now, what happens as we go forward in history? I want you to see this. This goes all the way through the Bible. It's your same purpose, bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. What happens after Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve reject God's rule and reign, right? God's will be done. They said, we don't want your will, God. We want to do things our way. I know what you said, but I want to be like you, God. I want to be in that position. I don't want to follow you. I want to follow me in what I want. And they reject the rule and the reign of God. By the way, the same thing that Satan and one third of the angels did. They wanted the throne of God. They wanted his, they didn't want to follow his let him be their king. They wanted to be their own. And so we're told in the Bible that one third of the angels are cast down to earth, that Adam and the Eve and the descendants reject God. They kind of do their own thing. Cain, their son, commits the first murder. And what happens, you see the world, nation by nation and people by people begin to reject God. No, we're gonna build our nation and we're gonna worship other gods, fallen gods, fake gods. We're not gonna follow you. The whole Bible story, by the way, is about all these nations that rejected God, trying to attack and go against God and the people that he's trying to restore. And so what do you see happen? What was God's heart? God's heart is, I wanna use people to build my kingdom on this earth. So what does God do? He goes to a man named Abraham and he says, hey, Abraham, I wanna make a covenant with you I'm, I, I wanna, here's what I wanna do. I, I'm gonna restore back to the original plan. And I wanna build my kingdom on this earth and I wanna use you and your descendants, the nation of Israel, the Jewish people. And I'm gonna go ahead and, and we're gonna make this covenant, this blood covenant between you and me that for the rest of my, I promise you through your descendants, that's Jesus, by the way, um, you're gonna go ahead and bless the entire world. And I wanna build a kingdom that is you to build the kingdom my kingdom on this earth. We gotta understand this because I want you to see this because later on in the Bible, right? Moses comes in, he rescues God's people and God is taking them to this promised land, this land that's flowing with wealth and success and prosperity. And God gave him the laws, the 10 commandments and these rules, how to govern their lives. And God began to bless them in everything they do. What was God doing? He was reestablishing his kingdom on earth. 
He was reestablishing the original plan, which that God was going to rule this earth with his people and his image. And so he made this covenant and he gave them his way of life, his will. He goes, here's how you live. Here's the Sabbath, how you rest. Here's how you treat people. Here's what integrity looks like. Here's how to worship me. Here's how to have success in everything that you do in your life. But here's what I want you to see. I want you to see what he speaks to his people. After they're living in the promised land and things are awesome, right? And he's blessed them with wealth and prosperity and success. And all the nations of earth are looking on at the nation of Israel and go, wow, there's no nation on earth like this. In fact, at one point it said that um, silver was like the same values as stone. Everyone was wealthy. Everyone had. He protected them. He blessed their families, their livestock, and the kingdom of heaven, listen to this, was beginning to be lived out in, my, in, a, in a small part on this earth. But notice why. Remember our purpose, bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Notice what he says. I want you to see this. See, I've taught you decrees and laws that the Lord my God commanded me so that you may follow them in the land that you're entering and take possession of. I want you to hear this. What are you saying? God's shown you his will in order to have him rule and reign your life, to bless you and give you the best way of life. And I'm, it's careful, be careful. Don't do what Adam and Eve did. Don't reject him. Let his kingdom rule and bless you. Listen to this. Observe them carefully. Why? For this will show wisdom and understanding to who? To the nations that rejected God. Remember to all over the world, the people that said, God, we don't want you. No, instead, God says, I'm gonna build this kingdom on this earth. I'm gonna bless everything that you do so the nations could look on and go, I want the relationship with God that you have. Listen to this. He says, we'll show you your wisdom and understanding of the nations who will hear about all these decrees, God's wisdom, and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation is so great, I love this, as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him. In other words, what is God doing? I want to make them jealous. Like as they're praying to their false gods and all these other nations are worshiping these things that are not the creator of the universe. He goes, I want them to actually see you and see how I bless you in this relationship. And I'm your father and I'm your protector and I'm your provider. And they're looking at the blessed life that you are living and what will happen. They're gonna go, well, my God doesn't do that for me. I don't have that joy. I don't have that peace. I don't have that provision. And what other nation is so great and so it's righteous decrees and laws as the body of laws I'm setting before you today. What is God saying? Hear this, hear this, hear this. He said, I, I built this group of people, we, the Jewish people, the nation of Israel, as my people. And I established in, in this kingdom on earth where I will be their king. In fact, remember God said, you're not even allowed to have a king. We're gonna run this whole nation by prophets because I will be your king and I will be your leader. I will give you the laws and the decrees and bless you. You don't need an army. You've got heaven's army around you. I want you to be this, the whole world to look at what you can become when you surrender to God and you're gonna be a light to the world. In fact, listen, to what he says. I want you to see this. He says this, now if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you'll be my own special treasure from all the peoples on earth and all the earth belongs to me. And I love this. And you will be my kingdom of, what's that word? Priests, my holy nation. What is God saying? Listen to this. I'm not building you simply a nation and giving you a promised land for you simply to be rich, sit back, under the trees, eat bagels and cream cheese, have a good time. I, I, I built you guys to be the light of the world. I, I built you guys as a family for you guys to actually be the entire kingdom of priests that advance my kingdom on your earth. 
I've built this as a way and I'm gonna so bless your nation and everything that you are that my heart is that all these other nations that have rejected me, all these other people that I don't want God will see God's kingdom in your own life and see God's kingdom in your own land and look to you and go, you are so blessed and you're so great. My false gods don't do that. I want this relationship with God. What was God doing? I wanna restore and rebuild my kingdom on this earth. You see with Adam and Eve, you were created. Go build my kingdom on this earth. Be fruitful, build, rule, reign. Let's go do this together. We messed up. Okay, Abraham, Moses, these, I'm gonna build this new nation. And now what are you gonna do? You're gonna be a kingdom of priests and you're gonna bring my rule and reign, my wisdom, my will will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. And he set them out with this incredible calling and purpose because it's the purpose of our creation. By the way, and you see Jesus continue the same thing. See, a lot of people think that Jesus was here simply to just die on the cross for our sins. That was part of it. But one of the things you will discover is that Jesus was here to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. He was here to empower us to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. In fact, one day, um, Jesus gathers some of his disciples and he wants them to understand this whole idea that our responsibility, but not only that, our purpose is to bring the rule and the reign, God's will from heaven to this earth. And so he gathers his disciples one day and he takes them to this rock at a place called Caesarea in Philippi. And here's this moment, it's a powerful moment. And this rock was a very famous, famous rock. You can still see where they had some cutouts here because under this area here is kind of a cavern that goes down into the middle of, of the earth, if you will. And because they could not find the bottom of it, it became known in the ancient world as the gates of hell or the gates of Hades, the gate to the underworld. And so all these other gods begin to be worshiped in this area on this giant rock at a place called Caesarea in Philippi. And so they would have statues to these gods. One of those gods was a god named Pan. It was an evil, dark place, by the way. Um, it was the definition of people that went like this and go, I don't want God in my life. I reject God. Um, there was human sacrifice here. This was a dark place where people didn't worship God, where the kingdom of God was not present. God's will and reign did not happen. It was the epitome of the opposite. This is where Satan and his army, and he was distracting people were. So this is a very powerful moment. And Jesus takes these, these 12 disciples, the first church, and he brings them over to this rock and begins to ask them a question. And the question he asked them is, who, who do people think I am? Like, what, 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 what's, like what, what, what am I supposed to do? What, what do people think or say that I am? And I want you to understand on this rock where the gates of hell are present, where people are not experiencing the kingdom of God, I want you to see what he tells them. Listen to what he says. And here's what Peter responds. But what about you, Jesus asked? Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, and this is important, well, you are the Messiah. That word Messiah, by the way, means savior. You're the one that God has promised for hundreds and hundreds, actually thousands of years, that God promised he would send someone to rescue the people, to restore the kingdom of heaven on earth, to restore the broken relationship with mankind. And so Peter goes, I know who you are. You're the Messiah that God sent. You're the son of the living God. You're not a prophet. You're not just a teacher. You're not a moral guy. You're actually divine. You're the one that co-created all of this, right? This is all about you. This is your kingdom, if it is, that we are a part of. We saw you speak to nature and it obeyed you. We saw your power to raise people from the dead. Like we know you're not a man or a prophet or a good teacher. You're the divine son of God and you are the savior of the world. In other words, you are how God is going to bring his kingdom to this earth and redeem and restore people back 
to God. Now, this is so important because there are two things that you notice here that are central. If you want to fulfill your purpose, that these two things are central to it. And that is that you understand that part of your purpose is to help people see that Jesus is the divine son of God and he is the savior. He's the only way to the father. Remember? Like, so that's huge. And so with this understanding, notice what Jesus says at this massive rock where the gates of hell is, where the kingdom of God is not taking place. And I want you to see once again where Jesus is speaking into our lives as followers of Jesus, the purpose of our existence, the purpose of the church. Listen to what he says. And I tell you, Peter, that on the rock, remember the rock we just saw, I will build my church Notice that Jesus' focus is not we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna change the government. We're gonna overthrow Rome. We're gonna fix all the... No, I'm gonna build a separate church. The word is ecclesia. It's a gathering of people, a community of people. I'm gonna build this community of people. By the way, that's us. And the gates of Hades or hell, remember where they're standing, will not overcome it. I'm gonna build a community that's so powerful and amazing that nothing on this earth or under this earth can stop what the movement that we're gonna create because what's the movement? We're gonna bring the kingdom to earth. Notice what he says next. And I will give you the keys of the, what's that word? The kingdom of heaven. I want you to hear this because this is very powerful. He, he looks at his followers and he says, guys, let me just tell you how we're gonna bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. It's not a government. The it's not necessarily like that. It's gonna be about a community of people that I'm gonna call my church. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna build them and I'm gonna give them the keys to the kingdom, which means the authority. And I'm gonna give you the authority to go on this earth and bring the rule and the reign of God on this broken world. And you're going to build it in places where the world is like, God, I, don't, I reject you. I don't want anything to do with you. But with the authority that I give you, with the love and the power of God, with the message of who Jesus is, you're gonna build this unstoppable force called the church, which is gonna be the light of the world, which is actually gonna usher in the kingdom of heaven on this earth. This is why the disciples, what did they do after this? They went from town to town with the authority God gave them. And one of the first things they would do is they would um, help set people free from the bondage of the enemy. You would see it over and over again that Jesus gave them the authority. Hey, God, is, the enemy is no longer the king of this world. God is gonna have that authority. I'm gonna set you free. They begin to build places where God's justice and mercy would be present and they would feed the people that were in need and they would help the people uh, that had been orphaned or, or needed help in this world. They would create little small groups of ecclesia or, or, or what we call churches that would help people learn about who Jesus is the son of God and the savior of the world. And they would set people free and they would help people in this world. In fact, they would take the, the wisdom of God and the words of God and they would write them out in what we call the Bible today. And they would declare things, by the way, that had never been declared before. Do you realize that the first writing in, in all of human history that declares the equality of all mankind actually comes from the Bible, where the apostle Paul says, there is no slave, nor free, nor Gentile, nor male or female, that everyone is equal under the cross of Jesus Christ. We take that for granted, but understand, until that was written down and spoken, that is God's will, right? That's his bringing his kingdom to this earth, right? Until that was spoken, it was never recorded anywhere else in human history. And what did Jesus do? Jesus, I've called you, I've called you to take my will, my rule, my reign. I've given you the authority. I've given you the keys. I've given you the wisdom and the power through my church to bring the kingdom of heaven on to this earth. Guys, can I tell you something? The church 
is not just a gathering where we come together on Sunday mornings and sing some songs and listen to somebody teach. That, that you are the church. You are the ecclesia, the community of followers of Jesus. And your purpose for why you exist is to actually bring God's rule and reign first into your own heart and life and also beyond that to the people and to the world all around us. That the church is the hope of the world. That the church is the way that God is gonna bring his kingdom and you fulfill your purpose. And for everyone who thinks, well, I don't need the church, can I tell you something? You do, because there is no plan B that God has always called and always created us to fulfill our purpose together as a community, as his family, to bring his rule and his reign to this earth. Now listen to this. This is so ingrained in your purpose. Like this is so wired in why God created you to do and what God's created you to do. I want you to see not only how it's your purpose, but how much it's connected to, well, how God rewards you. Like remember in, in the day, there's gonna be this like judgment, right? And we're not judged by our works. We're judged by faith in Jesus. But how we spend eternity, I want you to see, is directly connected. Not where, because that's faith, but how is directly connected to how you fulfill your purpose, which is bringing God's rule and his reign to this earth. That means every time you walk into a place and you introduce someone to Jesus, every time you, uh, you demonstrate uh, integrity, every time you show justice and mercy, every time you're leading a small group, you, every time you're serving at church, all of these things, what are you doing? Person by person, you're bringing God's will his desire to this earth. And I want you to see how connected this is. Like if, if you don't know your purpose, like if you don't go back and understand why God created you, like you miss out on so much. Listen to what, what Jesus said. Because one day the disciples walked up to him and they were like, hey, Jesus, um, like I know our purpose, bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth, that's awesome. Loving it, it's great. Um, but we've kind of given up everything for that. People hate us now. It's really fun. Like we can't walk down the streets because people want to stone us and they kicked us out. Our parents have taken our name off the Christmas side, you know, cars, Hanukkah cars, I should say, right? Like, like people, they, 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 they lie about us and, and you know, they're, they're always trying to stone you or us and put us in a bad position. And I just want to know, Jesus, like we've given up everything to bring glory and honor to you. We've given up everything to bring your kingdom to earth. What's in it for us? And listen to what Jesus says. I want you to see this because this is powerful. You want to know how important it is for you to fulfill your purpose, to bring his kingdom to earth? Listen to what he says. He says this. Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, what does that mean? When God finally restores this world back to what it was created, designed originally to do. When he brings in, when he vanquishes evil and he brings his rule and reign to this earth. When the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne where Jesus will be the king, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Like, I want you to think about this. He goes, I want you to understand something. That all that you've done to bring my kingdom, every time you've told people about me, every time you've uh, sacrificed your own comfort and your resources and your time to help further my kingdom and advance my kingdom on this earth, I want you to realize something, that one day when I come back, because you've done that, you will rule for eternity with me. You will have a position of greatness and authority. You will be like a king and a leader in this next life. You see that? In other words, that when you fulfill your purpose on earth, it directly impacts your position in heaven. In fact, not just to the disciples, Jesus turns to us and listen to what he says to you and me. And everyone, are you part of everyone? And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields 
for my sake. What is he saying? Every one of you that sacrificed for my kingdom, everyone that gave up your own kingdom, your own maybe times of your career, the money you could have spent on yourself, but you invested in furthering Jesus' church and his kingdom, the time you could have spent at the beach on Sunday morning, which some of you are watching right now because you did that. We still love you, right? Uh, instead, you came here and you served people and you go, hey, I'm waving at the door because it's not just about saying hi. I want you to know that God's kingdom is here for you. We want people to discover who you are. See, everything that you did to further the rule and the reign, the will of God on earth, he goes, Every time, everything you've done for not your kingdom, for God's kingdom, receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. See, eternal life, faith in Jesus. But the reward is connected to what you do for God's kingdom. In fact, look at this last verse. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. Understand the context of what he's talking about. He's saying, hey, <laughs> okay, some people think that's just about humility. It partly is. But what he's talking about here is how we serve and bring the kingdom of heaven to earth, right? And what he says to us is interesting. And here's my heart for you. He goes, there's a lot of people in this world that are getting to, gonna get distracted by building their own kingdoms. There's a lot of people in this world that are gonna be so much about look at my home or my other home, look at my, my vacation, look at my followers on Instagram, look at my title that I'm climbing up, look at my GPA, look at the sports accomplishments that I've done, look at the business that I built, the wealth that I've acquired. And what they've done is in this life, God, I'm so busy, I love you, but I gotta build my kingdom right now. I don't have time for your kingdom. I'm gonna build my kingdom and I'm gonna focus on that one day when I retire, maybe then, but right now, He's what's gonna happen is you're gonna put yourself first in this life and you're gonna build your kingdom and your name and your reputation and your company. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I think we should honor God and bless God with all those things like that. We are called to do things well and excellent and for that. But if the purpose is for you and you're not actually advancing God's kingdom, you're not leveraging your wealth and your position and your money, not just to help charities, by the way, but actually bring glory to Jesus, advance his kingdom. He goes, what's gonna happen is many of you are gonna put yourself first in this life, but for eternity, you're gonna be least, you're gonna be last. And then the good news, but all of you that in this world, yeah, it's great to build a business, it's great to build success and do your best in everything because you honor God with that. But the people that do that as well as go, hey, I'm doing this to leverage and to build your kingdom. I'm telling people at my work about you. I'm leveraging some of the profits to build your kingdom. I'm le leveraging my strengths, not just to build my kingdom, God, but I'm serving to build your kingdom. I I'm filling, my home is not just open for friends, but I'm open to a small group to serve and help more people know about you. He goes, many people who will put themselves last to my kingdom in heaven, listen to this, will be elevated to the first and will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven forever and ever and ever. And by the way, that's eternity. See, I say this because listen to this. There's too many of us right now that are distracted in our own kingdoms. Like if you knew the number of people and I spent a lot of time with people in, in business and that's my background and I, God, I understand how at times it's overwhelming all the demands on your life. But what fears me so often is I see people get so busy in this world that they forget that their main purpose was not to acquire wealth or positions. It was actually to give glory to God and bring the kingdom of heaven to this earth. Don't neglect your purpose or something less than that. Now listen to this, listen to this. I've had people in response to this tell me, well, what do I care? Like as long as I get to heaven, I mean, what, I don't care what cloud I'm sitting on, what harp I'm listening to, right? 
Like it's all good, right? It doesn't matter. Here's why. Because so many people think, let's go back. Why were you created? We have this idea that like the Garden of Eden, we're sitting under a tree eating an apple. And in heaven, we're sitting on a cloud playing a harp or whatever that kind of, you know, music is. And we have to understand, no, that we were always designed to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Listen to this. And heaven is no different. In fact, I want you to see something about heaven. Because heaven, you'll discover, is not a place you go. Heaven is actually coming to earth, and you are still in eternity going to bring God's kingdom to earth. He's going to restore it back. Look at this description of heaven, because I want you to see this. This matters when it comes to how you fulfill your purpose. This is the Apostle John. He's getting a glimpse in to what we will one day experience when God brings the kingdom of heaven to earth. Come, I will show you the bride. What is the bride? It's the church. Well, it's the only organization in the entire world that is eternal. It's the most important organization on earth. And in the end, all you see left, you don't see Apple, you don't see Tesla, you don't see the nation of the United States. What you see is the community, the bride of Christ, the church, the only eternal thing. The best investment of your life is always in bringing the kingdom of heaven through the church. He goes, so come, I'm gonna show you the bride, the church. He's the wife of the lamb who is Jesus. And he carried me away in spirit to a, to a mountain. Did you guys know there's gonna be mountains in heaven? See, what do, we, what do we see? We see gold and we see clouds, we see harps. But in the Bible, what you see is, well, you see something like the Garden of Eden. You see God's original plan. You see a mountain, a high. You see what? You see a holy city. You, you're starting to get a glimpse? It's like not much different in the world. You see nature, you see city. You see the holy city of Jerusalem. Where's it coming? It's coming down out of heaven from God. So, so the city of Jesus is coming out of heaven, where? To this earth, that God is bringing his kingdom to do what he originally created to do, is to rule the kingdom of God or, or the earth with man, his creation, the church. Listen to this. It's shown with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like jasper, as clear as crystal. By the way, um, the city, just so you know, um, is described in the Bible. It's actually measured. The one wall is 1,400 miles high. The next wall, 1,400 miles wide, and then 1,400 miles wide by 1,400 miles by 1,400 miles high. It's a cubicle city. So I want you to fathom that. That's past here. I think it's almost to New York City, just straight up filled with all these things. And notice this, because I want you to see the massiveness of the city. The, it's not a cloud. It's an actual city with mountains all around. You see nature, you see city. Notice what you see. I did not see a temple in this city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun nor the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is its lamp. I want you to fathom who God is. Who's the kingdom that we're building? It's so much bigger than us that God's glory is so great. 1,400 miles by 1,400 miles by 1,400 miles. There's no need for lights. There's no need for electricity. There's no need for a sun or a moon because the glory of God is so great. It fills all of that city with his light. Do you wonder why the Bible says you can't even see God in this state and live? And notice the last thing. And the nations will walk by its light and the kings of earth will bring their splendor into it. Are you noticing the description of heaven? It's a mountain, it's a city, it's positions of authority and government. It's all the things we see in this world, except for what is it? It's not corrupted, it's not broken, it's not messed up by sin and the devil and the enemy. Now, why do I say this? Because, I say it like this, 
This thing is giving me the hardest time today. There we go. Because your position in heaven is connected to how you fulfill your purpose on earth. I want you to think about that. What did you say? Hey, because you've given up, you're gonna sit and think, hey, everyone who's given up this and this, listen, you're gonna receive 100, you're gonna be rewarded. What is he saying? Many of you are first, you're gonna be last. That how you walk into, this is why this is so important to understand this, how you step into your purpose that God created you to live, which is what? Bring his kingdom to earth. What determined your position in heaven forever and ever and ever. And I've heard people say, well, I don't really care. Like I said, think about it. Well, do you care now? Do you care if your name is honored now? Do you care if you get the promotion now? Do you care what neighborhood you live in now? Why do you think you're not gonna care forever? And Jesus goes, this one, here's what I'm gonna do. It's really kind of cool. The people that step into their purpose and will serve me and bring my kingdom first will be people that forever and ever and ever will rule and reign. When God returns his kingdom to heaven to earth, restores everything back, the renewal of all things, where once again, God will rule the earth with us the way we were originally designed and created to do. And for some of us, here's my challenge. For too often what's happening in this world, and this has even become big even in church and Christianity, I see it over and again where people will start to go, okay, I wanna start doing my own charity. I wanna start doing my own things. I'm not gonna really build the church of Jesus. I'm gonna build my corporate name or reputation and do this. And I'm gonna divest my energy instead of doing the one thing that's eternal. The one thing that Jesus said was the light and the hope of the world to do it. Because one day when you stand before him, you're going to give an account to how you fulfilled your purpose. How did you bring the kingdom of heaven? That's not just charity. That's actually going, Jesus is the son of God. He's the savior of the world. And the church, that's you, are the hope of the world. You who God has called and created to bring his kingdom to this earth. That's why we do what we do here at Journey Church, by the way. That's why we give our lives. That's why you see all of these people serving. What are we doing? We're helping person by person, city by city, home by home, bringing God's rule and reign in their lives. So when you hear us celebrate, we just brought 2,000 people through freedom, which is basically spending 10 or 12 weeks learning about how to surrender God's will into all these areas of your life to break free from the strongholds in your past and step into everything God has created you to be. And hey, we've had over 2,000 people. What do we, that means we brought the kingdom, God's rule and reign to over 2,000 people, right? See, when we bring, when we, we tell you the story of thousands of people that have spread their lives to Jesus and now they're no longer under the enemy's control, but now they've given their lives to Jesus. Like the story we actually just watched in the beginning. What's happened? We brought God's rule and reign to those thousands and thousands and thousands of people's lives. When we are doing what we're doing right now, building a marriage mentorship program, which we're striving to help family units that are falling apart, which is not God's will or desire. And we're trying to teach people how to have healthy homes and families. We're bringing the kingdom of heaven into families. And we're teaching our next generation that life matters and, and, and they can make a difference in this world. And God has a purpose and a plan. We're bringing the kingdom of heaven into that generation. When we're going to these mission trips all over the world, we're bringing the kingdom of heaven into these areas. When on first Saturday serves, we're going into schools and helping the poor and the widows and the orphans. And we're showing them God's generosity and love. What are we doing? We're bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. When we give to the church and, and out of our generosity and we're building and we're, you know, creating campuses and we got a 50 million dollar vision for the future of all the things we see God doing us over the years from building campuses and outreach things and centers and all the things that we're doing across the world what are we're fulfilling the purpose that God actually created us to do which is to bring his kingdom to this earth so here's my challenge to you as we close
Start stepping into fulfilling your purpose. We have a class called Discover. Both of our campuses, you can take it right there. We'll teach you your spiritual gifts. We'll get you plugged in so you can serve his church, his, the, 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 what God created to be the light of the world. Go ahead and learn. Join a small group. Lead a small group. Invite a friend to be a part of it. Bring the kingdom of heaven to that community, in that home, every single week during the fall, at least for 15, 16 weeks, whatever long it goes. Invite someone to church. Say, hey, I'll treat you to lunch afterwards. Start stepping up on a team and, and serve. Make sure your kids are in student ministry. What are you doing? Every one of these things, you're actually stepping into your purpose to which God created you to fulfill. Because at the end of the day, from beginning to end, it's always been the same thing, is that God has called you to bring his kingdom to this world, to rule and reign it with him forever and ever and ever. And anything in your life that isn't connected to that will one day come to nothing. And my heart is that you step into your purpose and you understand what a beautiful thing that you get to do to build the church of Jesus Christ on this earth, to bring the kingdom of heaven to this broken world. Let me pray. God, thank you so much for your kingdom. It is so beautiful. It is so amazing. God, I just pray right now, you begin to move in the hearts of everyone watching. And you begin to move in our hearts to help step into, to bring your kingdom to this earth, to make a difference in this world. Thank you for the privilege you've given us to do something so great, so significant. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.